Good morning and welcome to Ask Andy. This is a daily podcast about personal injury practice in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. I'm Andrew Newworth. You can reach me on the web at Newworthlaw, N-E-U-W-I-R-T-H-L-A-W.com or on the phone at 215-259-3687. So I want to talk to you about a few issues that crop up on a pretty regular basis. The first one is you know, has to do with slip and fall cases. So, you know, who do you sue in a slip and fall? Well, let's say you fall on a sidewalk in Philadelphia. You can sue both the homeowner, who's primarily responsible, and you can also sue the city, you know, sort of in a secondarily liable um, position is sort of how we look at it. So if the homeowner doesn't have insurance or the homeowner fails to show up or they're defaulted or you know, something happens, the city always sort of stands behind the um, homeowner regarding its own sidewalks. Now, in the counties, that's not necessarily true. So in Montgomery County, Delaware County, the homeowner is really solely responsible and the, and the county doesn't bear any true responsibility unless they're actually doing work somewhere. So if you have a cracked sidewalk in Montgomery County or in Delaware County, you know, you got to look hard and fast and make sure your homeowner has uh, insurance. A lot of times you may find that they're a renter or they're, you know, a landlord lives in Cleveland, but they own a property in Delaware County. Then, you know, that's probably the weakest, most, you know, uh, problematic case because that's considered a landlord out of possession. It's very hard to say or prove that the landlord would have known about cracks in their sidewalk. So, you know, these are some of the issues that we deal with initially. Um, you know, who are we going to sue? That's kind of usually question number two. Question number one is always, what happened? You know, what what'd you what happened? Meaning, well, how'd you fall? You know, how did it come to pass that you were walking along the street and there was, you know, a hole or a pavement defect or something? or a crack and you tripped in it, but you didn't see it. Where were you looking? Were you looking at your phone? Were you looking up at the sky? Or maybe to your benefit, were there leaves in the crack? Was there rain puddling around so you couldn't see what you were stepping into? Um, you know, these are all sort of questions that matter. And a lot of times in the slip and fall cases, what we find or what I find is that people know that they've walked that path before they know that they've never fallen there before and then they one day fall and, and injure themselves pretty seriously so you know what does that mean well they break a wrist they i've had people breaking uh the orbit of their eye because they fell unexpectedly and didn't get their hands out i've had people tear their rotator cuffs or dislocate their shoulder because they land on an outstretched arm um, you know, worst case scenario, people fall on their heads and then they have, you know, brain damage. But anyway, you know, the, the bottom line there is it's not enough to say I fell. You know, you get kicked out of court for just saying I fell. You got to say this caused my fall. So, <laughs> you know, that's not primary in most people's mindsets when they fall. You know, what's primary? Oh, it hurts. How do I get to a hospital? I got to call my family. A lot of people don't take photos because they just don't, aren't thinking about having a legal case. 
and it's just not an issue to them. So, you know, what does that mean? Well, at some point, hopefully they get to me sooner than later, and, you know, you got to track back with them. Well, what, what caused your fall? If there are three pavement defects there, which one caused it? And it's hard for people because, you know, it wasn't uppermost in their mind. And But as, as a lawyer, you can work with them and understand better where they fell, where they tripped, where they landed, you know, what the area looks like, which direction they were going. And you can sort of pretty much figure out what happened. And then they need to be able to fully explain that under oath with consistency. So, you know, and as their lawyer, you know if someone's not giving you the straight scoop. Um, I had a guy come to me once with, you know, a situation that sounded something like this. Uh, I fell into an open uh, storm drain in, in West Philly. Okay, well, what were you doing walking into an open storm drain, first of all? Second of all, um, you know, what happened? Well, I, I, I fell in and I hurt my shoulder. Okay, but his shoulder wasn't that hurt. And, uh, oh, my brother had fallen in there earlier that day. Okay, so I somehow ended up tracking down the brother and the brother's lawyer, and the brother's lawyer and I both had the same story from the two brothers. Fell into an open manhole cover, hurt their shoulder, that was it. It just sounded really, really, really fishy. So I didn't take the case, and I don't think the other lawyer did either. It just sounded like something that was kind of concocted. Um, you know, and you got to listen for that as a lawyer. You know, one, it's your client's ass on the line, and two, it's your ass on the line, too. No, you know, we got plenty of plenty of work to do on real serious cases without having to uh, tease out from clients who have kind of weird stories or, or can't make the story sort of sound right just even to me. You know, if, if they can't make it sound plausible to me or they don't have a good explanation for what happened, what's going to happen when there's an actual lawyer on the other side, you know, picking apart their story bit by bit. So, you know, that's why sometimes the car accident cases are are more consistent and easier to move along and get better results than some of the slip and fall cases because the slip and fall case, you know, there's a fair amount of, you know, what we call comparative negligence. There's a fair amount of picking to be done by the other side. But, well, what were you looking at? What happened? Basically, everything is directed at making it the injured person's fault. But, you know, under really tough, careful cross-examination, a good lawyer on the other side can at least raise some questions about what happened. And they're going to put, you know, 10, 20, 30 percent of the responsibility for the fall on your client. Maybe not all of it. Maybe a jury will, you know, give your person some benefit because it is a bad hole or it's a bad crack or, you know, there was a lot of notice. Who knows what? But it's just something that, that goes into just about every personal injury slip and fall case is, you know, what caused your fall and, and how bulletproof are you on the facts leading up to it. So that's about enough for today on slip and falls. I hope you have a good week. This is Ask Andy. I hold people accountable.